thank you and praise you for just taking over here today. We thank you that you said that you, it isn't your will that one of us should perish. And you, I can see you are working to make that happen. You are going around doing good, just like you did when you were here on the earth. You're still doing it and you're working through us and you're asking us to be a part of what you're doing in this last day. And I just think you're wonderful and I just give you all the praise and all the glory. He's so good and he wants to do so many things in our lives. He wants to do so many things before he comes. I want to read to you 2 Peter. It says, the by the same, okay, wait a minute. That's not what I want to read to you first. Yes, I do. Um, verse 9. The Lord does not delay. He's not tardy or slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness. But he's long-suffering, extraordinarily patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, you know, it's not that he's not coming. It's not that he's late, but actually he's waiting for us. He's waiting for us because he said it's not his will that one should perish. And as things are, people are not ready. And since God's been showing me that, I can see so clearly all the things that we are not doing according to his will. You know, he said in Matthew, if we don't do his commands, he's going to say, away from me. I never knew you. And he doesn't want to do that. He wants us to know. He wants us to have wisdom. Hosea says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And we have a lack of knowledge because we don't give God enough time. You know, I have learned in order to be ready, you have to have fallen in love with Jesus to the place where if he hurts, you hurt. You care about what he cares about. And when you do that, you're going to take part in preparing the way for him. You know, the people that are suffering are calling out to him. And I was just reading this the other day. And Jesus said in Matthew 18, starting in verse 7, I'm going to read, And will not God defend and protect and avenge his elect, the chosen ones, who cry to him day and night? Will he defer them and delay help on their behalf? That's, Jesus said that. And then he said, I just want to make this a little bigger. I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. However, when the Son of Man comes, so what he's saying, he's going to come, and he's going to take care of all the evil in the world. You know, so many people say, well, doesn't God care? Why isn't he doing anything? He's not doing anything. He, he's planning to do something. But when he comes, some of us who think we're ready are going to go to hell. And he doesn't want that to happen. So he's, he's in this in-between. He showed me this actually a year or so ago. He wants to come. His people are crying out to him. He wants to save them. But at the same time, some are ignorantly going to go to hell because they don't know any better. And so he doesn't want to come for some. And at the same time, he needs to come for those who are calling out to him. But, and then notice what Jesus said. When the Son of Man comes... Now, I'll just repeat this so you, so you can put it together. I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find persistence? Sounds my place. Will, will he find faith on the earth? So Jesus is saying, okay, when I come, because, you know, really getting ready, <laughs> kind of jumping around here, but getting ready is, it, it takes faith because you can't tell Jesus is coming. There's not a stop sign that says, 
park here on a certain day at a certain time. I'm going to be here and you need to be ready. So it takes faith to be ready. It takes falling in love with Jesus and hearing him tell us things to come. Paul said, you know, even though we don't know the day or the hour, we don't live in the dark. We live in the light. And Jesus said he would tell us things to come. So we know we have an inkling. If you're connected, if you're in fellowship with him, you know he's already at the door. He's told us. He's at the door. He's ready to open the door. We're in the last hour before his return because he has to come. And we're not getting ready. And he, and he's grieved at that. It's not his will that one should perish, but we're not listening. And he needs to come. He needs to come and get rid of the evil. He has to start again, just like in the day of Noah. And they were oblivious to what was going on. They didn't care. It was just, they were so selfish. And really, that's what makes it evil is the selfishness in the world. We're selfish. We're selfish people. Just think of the little kids that are being used for money and the babies' lives that are being taken. And on and on and on, you know the evil in the world, and God is going to come, and he's going to do something about it. But if you get caught in that storm because you weren't paying attention, because you thought you were ready, and by the way, if you think you're ready and you don't know, you haven't heard from Jesus, you may not be ready. And to think on your own is prideful. And that's living for the enemy. He is prideful. He wanted to be above God. And if we don't go to God and ask him questions, my, my sheep know my voice. It's not silly to hear from God. If you think it's silly to hear from God, then um, you're probably one of those people that are going to perish. And when he comes, it's going to be too late. And he knows that. He knows what's going to happen. And it's not the plan that you should perish. But if you're not listening, you're going to miss the boat. <laughs> you're going to miss it. All those people that are watching Noah build that ark, they just didn't believe. And really, that's the thing. If you're going to believe, then you're going to love Jesus. You're going to obey him. And you're going to want to do what he's telling you to do. And what he's telling you to do is to get ready for heaven. We can't live in heaven like we're living here. It's not the same. We have to come to know him and walk in his plan. If we're going to move in with him, we have to be willing to be like him. I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect and really um, perfect is just to grow up and be like your father. Matthew 5, 48, Jesus said, he said, be perfect as your father is perfect in the Amplified Bible. It says to be mature, to grow up, to be like him. And we were made in his likeness, and it's not too hard to be like him. When you're in fellowship with him, you're like who you hang out with. So if you start hanging out with him, you're going to be like him. Anyway, he, he wants to come. He's going to come. The time is almost up. And his people are not looking to him. They think they're ready. So many people think they're ready and they're not. Um, I could mention a few things. Do you hold anything against anyone? Do you gossip? Do you ignore Jesus when he tries to correct you? Do you have a God before God? Most of us do because that's the very thing that's in the way of us getting ready. We're too busy. I just can't get over about a week ago, um, this lady said to me, I love Jesus. She had all these kids with her. We love Jesus. But she didn't want to talk about Jesus. She was in a hurry. We're in a hurry because we have all the stuff that we're doing that 
actually, when he comes, we're not going to want to leave that stuff behind. We got to start. There's so many ways we have to start getting ready. Our time is our God. Our stuff is our God. Our kids can be our God. Our, our, our mates can be our God, our house, our clothes. We have gods before him if we don't have time for him, for sure. And so we're not ready. If you have a God before God, you're not going to go to heaven. And the Bible tells us that, but we don't have time to read the Bible. The Word of God is God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and He is the Word. And Jesus is going throughout trying to find someone to show himself strong to, warning us that he's coming. He's been warning me for a couple years already, at least 10 years. The first time he told me he was coming, it shocked me because we think, oh, it's going to be forever. He's been saying that forever. I, I had one girl say to me, oh, I thought he was coming in 19, I don't know what she said, 1980, and she gave up waiting for him. But you know what he's saying? He is waiting for us. Because he doesn't want us to perish. He is long-suffering. He's grieving, waiting for us. And he's one of these days, he's just going to come. Now, this morning I was reading, he told Noah everything that he was going to do. He said he was going to flood the earth. He said it was going to rain for 40 days, 40 nights. He said in seven days the rain will start. He, he told Noah everything. And I know the word says that we don't know the day or the hour, but we don't. And, and I agree, we don't. But we can feel it, and Jesus is warning us. He's preparing us. You know, I believe God told Noah seven days to give Noah the chance to absorb what was going to happen. It was an emotional thing. Can you imagine everyone around you drowning? It was emotional. He told me my mom that he's going to take my mom. It was an emotional thing. We were very, very close. And it was a couple of years, but then when it got down to seven days, he said, I'm taking your mom seven days. Are you okay? And that's what he's doing now. I'm coming. Are you okay? Have you made the choice that you want to make? Are you actually ready? I am coming. And we know that. Jesus said he was going to tell us things to come. We know the time is near. He said when you see all these signs. He said he's at the door. If you can tell winter, spring, summer, and fall, you should be able to tell he's at the door. And when he opens that door, that's it. God's wrath is going to hit the evil in the, in the world. And if you hadn't made a clear choice, you're going to be caught in that storm. And there's not going to be anywhere to go. And you're going to hate it that he came. Because what you're in love with, if you're not ready, is your life here, your stuff. If you, if you love your stuff, more than you love him. You are not going to be ready. You're going to get caught in that storm. And I just want to mention, you know, so many people think, oh, I can handle hell. I've talked to people who think, oh, I can go to hell. I'll be fine. You're not going to be fine in hell. You, you should check that out. You should look at the Bible. There's eternal suffering. I can't imagine those evil people that are doing, you know, the last thing God was talking to me about is the children. He loves the children, and they are so used. They are so innocent. They're defenseless. The animals, I, I, so many people are being so tortured, and those people that are torturing those children, those animals, other people, they're going to have eternal suffering. I believe they're going to suffer what they did to those children. I'm not saying if somebody were in a time of grace, one of those people would repent now and ask for forgiveness, they would be forgiven. 
But when he comes, it's too late to do anything. And I just know that's the message he wants me to give today. He is so about love. He is love. His love is unexplainable. And in his love, in preparing, it's like he's preparing to take my mom. I don't know if I finished telling you. He said, I'm going to take your mom in seven days. Are you okay? I'm going to take your mom in six days, all the way up to the last day. He prepared me and made me be okay. And that's what he's doing. He's telling us, we're coming. I'm coming. And, you know, I had so many things wrong in my life. He said, you got to fix this. I'm coming. I know you've asked me to make sure you don't go to hell. So you got to fix this. Otherwise, I'm going to have to say, you didn't do what I told you to do. If you don't do his commands, he's going to say, I didn't know you. The five foolish virgins, he said, I wasn't acquainted with you. You, you didn't love me. You weren't there for me. He is a relationship. And you need to be there for him. This is hard for him. You know, in the day of Noah, drowning all those people, God forgot about Noah, it says, for five days, five months. He was grieving. He was depressed. Think about it. He's like us. He's emotional. That hurt him. And now he's grieving because he's got to do it again. He's got to start over again. Because of the evil. He's got to get rid of the evil. That's why he's coming. And he's not here yet because ignorantly, many of us are going to go to hell. And I know I repeated that more than once, but you need to hear it. Have ears to hear what God is saying. He sent me to tell you, you're not ready. Don't think you're ready. If you think you're ready, then you're probably not ready. Sometimes when I tell people what God told me to tell, they, they're offended. I can tell. And they say, are you ready? And I say, no, I'm not ready because I didn't finish my assignment. I didn't do everything he told me to do. I still don't know how to love like he loves, but he's teaching me, and it's amazing. He is amazing. And you got to just take this time that you got left, and if I were you, I would spend as much of it as you can with him. Don't make him second. Make him first to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Just put him first. And let him help you. Ask him to help you not go to hell. You know, so many people say, oh, yeah, I'm ready. I can't wait till he gets here. And, you know, that is actually selfish because there are so many people that need to be saved before he gets here. Let him use you. Be a vessel. You know, if you think you're so ready for him, then say, Lord, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? Those children are suffering while we're sitting around thinking we're waiting for him. And he's got a part for us to do for him so that not so many perish. He said, he said, he's so good. You know, Jesus said, well, I find faith on the earth. Who, who is going to be ready? I had a dream, and I was on a mountaintop waiting for Jesus. There were like six of us, only six of us looking for Jesus. Everybody else was distracted. It was desolate. There's hardly nobody there. Jesus wasn't there either. Because that's what he's waiting for us, to be watching for him, to be waiting for him. If you love him, you're not going to be able to wait to see him, and you're going to know what bothers him and what grieves him and why he's taking so long. And it's because of love. So for today, that's all I have for you. If you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, you should do that, and he's going to help you, and you're going to hear from him, and he's going to tell you what's going on. You're going to know things to come. You're going to know that the hour is near. 
He's just about to open that door. Revelation 3.20 says that he will come and live on the inside of you if you will heed his voice. It's a relationship. If you come in agreement with him, he's going to come and live on the inside of you, and he's going to save you, and he's going to show you your part in his plan to bring his people to, to salvation. And, yeah, Jesus made it all possible. All you got to do is decide, and Jesus will empower you to do God's will, to do that. So when you, when you stand before him, you're going to know him. He's going to know you. You're going to know what he's thinking. He's going to know what you're thinking because you've got a relationship. You have time with him under your belt. So Revelation 3.20, he said, if you heed his voice, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. He's already knocking at the door of your heart. He's already knocking at the door. Think of that. He's already knocking. He's about to open that door. And so if you invite him in, he's going to come in and dine with you. He's going to hang out with you. He's going to live on the inside of you and be your God. Pray with me, Jesus. We thank you so much that you're so good. And we're asking you to come and live on the inside of us. Help us to heed your voice, to know what you're thinking. We thank you that your word says we have the mind of Christ. Thank you for helping us to be ready. Help us to have understanding and lightness, Lord. And then help us to know our part, to bring salvation to the people, your people that you love, your children that you are so in love with. We love you so much. We thank you and we praise you and we give you all the glory. You're so good to us. In Jesus' name. He is so good to us. He's so in love with you. Thank you so much for listening today. And God bless you.